0: The Current Threat Podcast 148. How and why to take a digital sabbatical. Redo. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey, Thrivers. Welcome to the show it's awesome to have you with me for another week. As you listen to this episode I am actually going to be offline enjoying my digital sabbatical. So I will be uh, staying in a hotel by the beach, all of my devices will be off, all of my social media email apps will have been deleted off those devices in case I do need to use them and I will be completely ignoring the online world for a week. Which sounds a little bit drastic, perhaps, but it's something that I've discovered in the past is really, really important to me to help me find a bit more space and time and mental energy to really dig deep and create new things. Because sometimes when you're in, you know, in business and you're in the flow and every day you're working, it can be really difficult to make and find that space, even though... You know, you might take a day off on the weekend and I usually take Sundays off from being online as much as possible. And I don't look at social media and I don't uh, check my email on the weekends and things like that. I really find that having that sustained length of time to disconnect and reconnect within myself is incredibly valuable. And whenever I do it, I always have a whole bunch (laughs) of ideas Uh, I think something we lose a little bit these days is this idea or this feeling of being bored because out of boredom comes creativity so it's kind of creating a bit of boredom uh, actively in order to prompt creativity to happen and that's what this episode is all about now this is actually a replay of an episode I did a long time ago but uh, the content still stands and I wanted to share it with you in case you haven't heard this episode because I think it is so important And even if you have, have you been doing it? So if you haven't been doing this or you don't schedule this into your life in some way, I highly recommend you have a listen. Think how it could have a positive impact on you and your your business and your life. And then maybe consider having a little digital sabbatical of your own. Now, I'll be obviously not uh, sharing any photos or anything while I'm away since I'm offline, but I will be sharing a couple of photos of uh, my sabbatical. I'm going to the beach. I'm planning on doing some bushwalks. It's going to be awesome on my Instagram when I come back. So if you're not already following me on Instagram, head on over to at createandthrive.com and I'll share those with you when I return from exile. I'll tell you first of all about kind of how it, how it started for me. And why I did it the first time and what a difference that made. And so why I continue to do it to switch off from the world, basically, for a period of time. The thing that really came out of my very first digital sabbatical. So for me, a digital sabbatical, it means I'm completely disconnected from the internet for a period of time. So, you know, no email, no social media, obviously, but also just no Google, nothing. Um, Just me and the world as if there were no internet (laughs) for a few days the only exceptions I might make to that are like to download a book on my kindle or something like that but I don't I don't get online in any way I turn off my devices and leave them behind in this case I left my phone behind completely it was at home so there was no temptation or ability to check it uh, in any way or you know putting it away somewhere Which is a bit harder because then you have that kind of, oh, but if I just want to look at one thing. (laughs) So it's kind of easier if you can separate yourself from your technology, if possible. But the thing that came out of the very first one was how addicted I was to checking email and social media all the time. And I think that's something that most of you will probably resonate with. That feeling of, I just, you know, I'll just take a look. Um, I'll just check it quickly. And I justified that to myself by saying, you know, I've got an online business. I need to be keeping on top of things constantly. I need to be available all the time to get back to potential customers as soon as possible. Um, And now there's some truth in that, obviously. Getting back to customers to answer their questions is super, super important and doing it within a timely fashion as well. However, you know, I have an online business and it's also a global business and I need to sleep. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I never worried about the eight hours at night that I was asleep. I was like, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about that. Um, so I was relaxed about it. You know, I just would get up in the morning and check it. Um, but I was that person who, as soon as I woke up, would reach for my phone and look at my email and possibly even Facebook or Twitter or, or Instagram Now, of course, I never actually dealt with them. (laughs) I never actually dealt with an email. I I hate typing on my phone. It's something that I really try to avoid. There's all these little buttons and the... No, uh, I like... I'm a touch typist, so it's much more comfortable for me to just hop on a a, normal computer with a proper keyboard and bash out my emails quickly. So, you know, it's not like I was actually processing my emails. I was just looking at them. And so what, you know, and what would happen is, of course, you know, if, if everything was okay, I'd be like, oh yeah, I I know I have to get to that later. Um, but if anything had gone wrong, if like, if I had, um, an unhappy customer or someone had like a login issue or something was, um, you know, some sort of semi urgent thing, then I would either get up go turn my computer on and deal with it while I was still half asleep or I'd fret about it for the next few hours while I went through the rest of my morning routine, um, before I got to the computer. Now that is not the best way to start the day (laughs) because you're either, you know, as soon as you look at that stuff, you've put your brain into this is stuff I need to deal with mode. You know, you've switched it on and said, these are basically problems that I need to find solutions to. Even if there's nothing wrong, When it sees that there's a job that has to be done, it'll, you know, it'll be working there in the background. So another thing I used to do, um, is I would always leave my email open all day. I'm still guilty of doing this quite often. Uh, when I'm really focused working, I shut it down though. I shut down everything. So I just have the, the tab or whatever it is open I'm doing. But I'd also, I also used to have like Facebook and Twitter and all sorts open all the time and I'd be checking them all the time and then I'd you know when I was in bed at night reading or whatever I'd grab my phone and check my email and social media quite regularly and it was likely to be the last thing I looked at before going to sleep um is this sounding familiar perhaps to some of you Look, it's honestly not the most conducive way to head off to sleep. Um, You know, when you look at your inbox last thing at night and go, oh, there's these emails I know I have to deal with in the morning. And then it just starts preying on your mind, basically. So during my very first digital sabbatical, I read a a great little book called um, Manage Your Day-to-Day, published by 99U. That's 99 and the letter U. And the reason I did that is because on that first break, I really wanted to be conscious of switching off, like actually go through the process and think about and consider why I was doing this and, um, rather than just switch off completely. And it was the right thing to do for me because I basically needed to convince myself (laughs) that I needed to change things from a logical backed up perspective rather than just a gut instinct. And there were so many points when I was reading that book where it was like, oh, I thought, oh, I do that. or gosh, that's why I do that. Um, I want to share a few of those insights with you now in case you don't read it. Uh, one chapter that really stuck with me was by Dan Arley Ariely? Not sure how to pronounce that. A-R-I-E-L-Y. Who referenced a psychological phenomenon known as random reinforcement during his discussion of workflow. So here's a quote. It says, The psychologist B.F. Skinner came up with the idea of random reinforcement, where you give a rat a lever and every time or every hundred times it presses the lever, it gets a piece of food for the rat. This is exciting. But if the number is a random number, any number between one and one hundred, it actually ends up being more exciting. And the rat keeps on working much, much more, even if you take the reward away altogether. Now, can you see the connection here? We're actually all acting like the poor little rat when it comes to email and social media. Um, To continue, Dan also says, I think that email and social media are a great example of random reinforcement. Usually when we pull the lever to check our email, it's not that interesting, but from time to time, it's exciting. And that excitement, which happens at random intervals, keeps us coming back to check our email all the time. If you uh, have a business like me and you get sales online, (laughs) that's probably the most exciting email is a sales email. And it is exactly this. It's this random reinforcement. We keep checking and checking because we're like, well, I know eventually I'm going to check and I'm going to get rewarded because I'm going to see that I've made some money. And so we all fall into that uh, cycle or, you know, if it's something else you're looking forward to coming through through via email. For me, stepping away from this cycle for a few days gave me space to breathe and relax and really remind myself that the world would not come to an end if I didn't reply to an email or a tweet immediately. The whole point of this, this, this very first digital sabbatical ended up to be to break the habit of random reinforcement addiction. <laughs> it's so, when you really think about it, it's so ridiculous, really, really um, and self-centered, you know, I'm not, I'm not that important. Like no one is the stress we feel when we're not constantly checking in and getting a hit of random reinforcement is more an automatic psychological process than real founded logical concern that we're not doing our jobs properly. Um, so, you know, not being aware of this and not, taking yourself so seriously, not like, oh my God, I need to get back to people within 20 minutes or they're not, they're not going to buy from me or something like that. It's really, when you really think about it, it's quite ridiculous. Like people, if they really want what you're putting out there, they won't you know, necessarily run away if you don't get back to them immediately. So, you know, you've got to find this balance point, you know, getting your work done and helping your customers out within a decent timeframe. frame um without stressing yourself constantly and falling into this whole you know random reinforcement addiction and and then telling yourself that you're doing it because you have to because you're not you're doing it because it's a habit a bad habit that you've developed over time and you know just so you know uh, my rule of thumb these days is 24 hours you know, I, the maximum I like to leave responding to a customer is 24 hours. I try to do it sooner, but it's a 24 hour world. You know, I have, I have set work days. I don't start work till 10 in the morning and I usually finish around five some night, you know, some days, if I've got extra work, I might work in the evening as well, but that's pretty rare. And so when I, you know, when I finish work, I've finished work. I don't then get back on at, 9pm and check my email again and do more work so you know there's quite a big time period there that at least 12 hours probably more like 16 or 17 or even 18 hours a day that I'm not on in my email so my my habit you know the end of the day the last thing I do is respond to anything that's come through to make sure I'm caught up and then the next morning generally my first hour will be going through and responding, um, and processing important email. And I do that, you know, I've, I've by that stage, I've had done my, I've been awake for a couple of hours. I've done my morning routine. I've taken care of myself. If you're curious about that, I've done an earlier podcast on morning routines, just briefly. My routine is basically, I have a cup of coffee in bed, read for a bit. And then I get up and do some exercise and I do some yoga and meditation. Then I make myself another coffee and I sit down at my computer. I have a shower, get dressed. Um, Yeah, I don't like working in my pajamas. That's not something I do. (laughs) I like to actually, you know, get dressed like a normal person. Um, And then I will sit down with a fresh cup of coffee and for the first 45 minutes do that in my processing. Some people think that's the wrong thing to do. Some people say that you should... The first work you should do in the morning is something proactive and there are days where I do do that if there's something really important that I need to focus on and get done uh, I will sometimes devote the first hour to that but usually things are pretty cruisy and I'm on top of stuff so that's not necessary for me um, you know so that's that's generally what happens with me so what had happened you know and I do that first thing and then I put it aside and I move on to other work. And then I come back to my email kind of in the middle of the day, process anything. And same with social media. I don't like check it all the time. I check it a couple of times a day. And then at the end of the day, I come back and do it again. So definitely three times a day, I'll get in there and process. And this, this word process is really important. You shouldn't just check your email. You know, if you're open, or your social media or whatever, with no intention on spending any time on it, because it's just, it's just a wasteful activity Um, if you're going to go in there and you're like right I'm going to spend x amount of time to process the email that I've gotten and by process I mean you reply to it you delete it it's the inbox zero process basically that I follow and I um, as a general rule most times at the end of the day I have an empty inbox before I finish up for the day it doesn't always happen occasionally there's something I need to leave there because it needs to be dealt with but the majority of the time I have an empty inbox at the end of every single day and that's I follow the in, inbox zero process basically so if you're more if you're interested in that just google inbox zero and there'll be more info um, I used to be one of those people who had millions of emails no longer it's wonderful um, so yeah so back to the way I used to be so I'd become extremely reactive in my work day And, you know, I was constantly checking things and, you know, stopping what I was doing to respond to people and and things like that. And occasionally that's warranted if there's an emergency, but most emergencies are not actual emergencies. (laughs) There's something that can probably wait a couple of hours or at least an hour or two while you finish up what you're doing. And you just have to be aware of that, Um, you know, and of course, by having all of these tabs and things open that are like flashing at you or whatever, you never actually deal with any of them properly because your attention is constantly jumping and is constantly split rather than just focusing on one thing and getting it done again in the same um chapter in manage your day-to-day dan Uh, spoke about the myth of multitasking, uh, which I'm a total believer in. You can't actually multitask. What you're doing is it's actually called switch tasking. So you're actually switching from two, between two or more different tasks really quickly, which puts a lot of strain on your brain. You can multitask in like you can do a physical kind of brainless activity and a mental activity at the same time. For example, you might be able to go for a walk and listen to a podcast and actually process it because your, your body's on autopilot and you're not actually consciously really doing much with it. Um, or, you know, vacuuming and doing some planning in your head or something like that. But you can't actually multitask doing two mental activities at the same time. You're switching between different things. So, um, Uh, the, the quote again is perhaps even more insidious is our habit of superficially committing to focused work while leaving our email or social media sites open in the background all it takes is a whistle from one of these apps offering the thrill of unexpected communication and bam we're off course which sounds awfully familiar really so that's That's the kind of sort of stress reward response environment that a lot of us are living in. Uh, Even people without businesses, you know, smartphones have made it ubiquitous to be constantly, you know, I, I, in my yoga training course, a couple of the people in it are high school teachers and they talk about the kids today, you know, they just like, they'll have their phone next to them at night like with the, with the sound on. So if a Facebook notification comes through, it wakes them up and they respond to it. I mean, that's just crazy. You know, it's so bad for us to be in that constant state of that, you know, random reward. Cause you're in a constant state of aware alertness and it's, it's disrupting you all the time. So if this is sounding familiar to you, then, and you kind of can't see your way through it. A digital sabbatical is a really good idea because it's about breaking the cycle. It's about breaking your habit by stopping it for a couple of days. And that's exactly what I did, you know. So my life has changed quite dramatically uh, since that first digital sabbatical because I started putting boundaries in place and I stopped checking my email first thing in the morning. I stopped checking it last thing at night. You know, I have defined hours that I I work in I have defined times when I do that work um, I follow processes you know with you know with Facebook I've got the Thriver Circle group and I'll pop in there a couple of times a day and just kind of give my feedback and things like that but when it comes to my other social media you know Twitter uh, Instagram and stuff I'll only really hop on there when I have something to share and then when I do that I'll spend a bit of time looking around but it's not something I go checking all the time And this one change made a huge difference to my quality of life. I've, you know, since I changed the way I deal with that whole random reinforcement thing, I've, you know, I've always, I felt more calm, relaxed, much more control, in control of my business and myself, you know, um, stuff that I was putting off before I would get done and I would get it done faster. So I don't, you know, I still, I'm, I'm not perfect, You know, I will occasionally check my email without the plan to process it. Um, But the idea is to, when you go into your inbox, you deal with everything and then you move on. Um, And I'm generally much more on top of things and control. And same with um, when I'm working on something, I'm working on that thing. You know, I don't have other tabs open where I'm constantly jumping between things. You definitely get more done and you get more focused things done as well so the that taking that short digital sabbatical that first one was so brilliant and it made me feel so much better uh and sure i still get that urge to just check something sometimes i'll get the urge and first thing in the morning occasionally to look at my email or last thing at night but most of the time 90 i'd say 98 percent of the time i can resist it and just leave it and it's like you know what i know because I've been doing it for so long now that it's going to be there, you know, when I wake up at seven or whatever, I'm like, I know it's still going to be there at 10 o'clock in three hours when I get to my desk. What, you know, a couple hours is not going to make a huge amount of difference. It's okay. Um, I, you know, I care about every single customer and every single student and every single person, you know, but I have to take care of me as well and I I can't be constantly available to everybody all the time it's not healthy for anybody to be constantly available to everybody all of the time you have to put some sort of boundaries in there so that you can take care of yourself and fill your own well full of energy before you can give that to other people and so I now take at least one digital sabbatical every year uh, I prefer to have a couple. Usually, I I actually go on a couple of yoga retreats every year that are just like three days, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I now usually make them my digital sabbaticals because it's you know it's easier to do over a weekend, obviously, because I don't work uh, on Sundays at all generally, and so I usually have weekends pretty off, pretty much off anyway. Um, the only thing I generally do on weekends is to respond to any customer inquiries, except on Sunday. I have Sunday off, (laughs) which is really nice to have a whole day off. And people are fine with it. You know, I even, have you know, there's plenty of times where I've been talking to a customer and I've said, you know, on a Saturday, blah, blah, blah. um, The next step is this. Uh, If you get back to me tomorrow, please just be aware it's my day off and I'll get back to you on Monday. And I've never had anybody have a problem with it. They understand everybody understands the need to have some time off so don't be afraid of that don't be afraid to take a few days off and how do you go about it well there are different ways so it depends on the the length of the sabbatical you want to do um heck just start with a weekend if that's all you're comfortable with you know turn it all off on friday night turn it all back on monday morning and see what happens that's short enough that you don't have to do anything special you know you don't have to put up any announcements or let anybody know or get anyone to keep an eye on stuff for you that's just something you can do and it's fine if you want to do it any longer than that and you you are concerned just tell people you know um announce it put a put a little message on your shop or your blog or wherever it is that your customers are finding you just put a little message that says I'm taking a few days offline uh, I'll get back to you on this date and that's all you need to do really if you're taking a longer break you might want to shut everything down you might want to actually close your shops or something like that uh, this this time so it was six days and five nights I actually had Nick and Meredith taking like keeping an eye on things for me so Nick was taking care of all the ethereal communication with customers and Meredith was keeping an eye on all the Create and Thrive stuff, um, the Thriver Circle and everything like that. So I knew that everything would still keep ticking along because they were there taking care of things for me. And if you're in a situation where you do have help like that, then take advantage of it as well. But it's definitely something if you've never done it and you do, you know, you kind of recognize what I've been talking about in yourself, that that real random reward response stressed constantly checking um worried that you're not it's it's basically almost FOMO fear of missing out you know it's it's a form of that 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 is fear of missing out is kind of that same sort of thing you know you're well I'm you know what am I going to miss if I don't check my social media all the time what am I going to miss what opportunities am I going to miss if I don't check my email every single you know hour of every single day And you know what, occasionally you might miss out on something, but is it really worth your sanity to, (laughs) to, you know, to constantly be in this state of alertness and stress? I don't think it is. I really don't. Um, I'm very, very, very passionate about the idea of reducing stress and, you know, living life the way you want it. And that means not being a slave to your business because if, if you are in that state where you're constantly checking things and can never really relax then that's no way to live it's just going to be stressing you out and and it's it's not a fun place to be in so by taking a digital sabbatical it just allows you to disconnect for a couple of days and really really just be you know be with yourself um, be with your family your friends do something else you know for me I'm usually like I said I'm usually doing something active I'm going to a yoga retreat or you know in this instance I went for a a nice long hike out in nature and, and lived completely differently for for six days to the way I normally live and it was really really nice and I didn't worry or stress about my businesses I knew they'd be there when I got back and I knew that they were in good hands um and I prepared ahead of time, made sure things were organized, and I'd caught up on any work that needed to be done and all the orders that needed to get out the door by the time I was leaving were out the door. And that can be a little stressful. You know, the lead up to it can be a bit stressful because you have to do a bit of extra work to make sure everything's going smoothly. But it's worth it. I absolutely guarantee you that it's worth it. So give it a go. Have, have a break. Have a have a digital sabbatical. Turn everything off for a few days and just break that cycle break that addiction to those random rewards and you know even maybe just being aware of the fact that it exists will be enough for you to to really think about it and consciously decide if you want to stay in that state or if you want to change things and for those of you listening who this is not a problem for i am very happy for you I think that's awesome. If you've already gotten to the point where, like, you know, just nah, it's good. I'm cool. I I'm, I'm I just check, you know, I get on my email in when I get to work and I deal with it, and then I do it again before I go home, and then I forget about it and I get on with my life. If you're already in that situation, then I think you're okay. But even so, because I I'm generally that person as well. Now, it's still nice to have a proper, complete utter break from your work because when you run a business like we do. You don't, you know, you rarely get a proper break unless you make it, you know, nobody's telling you to take time off. Nobody's giving you leave and, and getting somebody to take over for you. You have to create this, that space and time for yourself and you, whatever you want to do with that time. So create it. It's worth it. It makes life a whole lot sweeter. And also I think taking that time out really helps you to appreciate the amazingness that is the internet. Uh, i know my friend and i when we were hiking we kept thinking about things and like oh what's the name of that person or what's that song or you know these silly little things that we just totally take for granted that we can just look them up now and most of the time it doesn't matter you forget about it and you move on or you know you have fun trying to figure it out and if it's important enough you look it up when you get home and it's okay but it makes you you know i said to her on our hike It's pretty amazing to think we're the last generation who grew up without the internet. We grew up um, without the ability to just look anything up at any time or learn anything at any time. You know, when I was a kid, there was no internet. You had to – I lived in the country, so my school library was pretty much it. Or I'd have to get taken to the, you know, the the local library or you'd have to ask somebody (laughs) and have a conversation and say, do you know the answer to this? And often they wouldn't and, you know, so you'd have to investigate it. But it's a very different world now and I think sometimes we take that for granted that everything's there at our fingertips and um, taking some time off from it can remind you of that as well. So that's another another benefit of it really. I hope this episode inspired you to schedule in your own digital sabbatical and make that space in your life for fresh ideas and just freedom from connection Uh, i think that's for me i know it's really important and i think it's really important for a lot of people in this day and age as well to have that little bit of space once in a while if you enjoyed this episode please do subscribe and rate and review the show thank you to everybody who has left ratings and reviews recently on itunes and on the facebook page I absolutely love reading them it always makes my day when I read a lovely review and I'd love to hear how the show has helped you so that is the best way to let me know and finally don't forget if you haven't already go check out my free video workshop over at create and thrive the 10 essential keys that will unlock successful handmade selling online just go to createthrive.com forward slash 10. That's createandthrive.com forward slash 10 to get access to that video workshop. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. I'm Jess Venden. This had been another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast and goodbye for now.